Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. For as long as man can remember, the idea of two podcasting superpowers joining forces has been the ultimate dream in entertainment. Two highly respected content creators working in unison to provide the gold standard in wrestling audio. A pair of intelligent and insightful people discussing high quality topics and educating the audience through the superior opinions they hold. In reality, that won't happen for this show. All of those people are far too busy. So I guess we are stuck with Cy and Mags, a pair of right plonkers, talking daft nonsense. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever, whenever you may be listening. This is episode one of Chain Wrestling with Mags and Soy. I am Soy, and with me, um, the big popper pump to my dog-faced gremlin is the <laughs> podfather himself, Mags. How you doing, mate? Wow, what an intro. The big popper pump. Yeah, I'm doing good. Excited my dog-faced to... gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Excited to start this new project. Um, when you approached me about it a, a few weeks ago, and like we kind of like uh, got the basics of the idea. Yeah, it was something that really intrigued me. Uh, it's hard to kind of have a new idea in uh, in podcasting with wrestling. There's uh, there's just so many out there, and I thought that this was like a fresh take and kind of a an, uh, a new way to kind of look at some some uh, older matches and 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 change up. Yeah. So when when you came with the idea of uh, of chain wrestling, I thought, yeah, this is something I'd, I'd like to be involved in. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm really really happy that you said yes because I understand how busy you are because you, you've got like what, eleven, what know, forty six, forty seven <laughs> podcasts. You <laughs> more than I've got fingers and toes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose we should. Um, uh, sort of clarify the, the the idea, the premise of of, of the show initially. Um, what uh, we plan to do is basically look at one particular match, uh, whether it's on on the serious end and it's it's a it's a technical masterclass, or whether it's something silly or daft or even something absolutely awful. Um, we look at one particular match, and then after viewing the match, uh, Mags and I will both. 
make a link, I suppose, to another match, whether that's via um, the title belt that was on the line or whether it's via a certain pay-per-view or, or however we can make a, a sort of semi-realistic, maybe loose, maybe <laughs> very dodgy link <laughs> to another match. Incredibly um, tenuous links. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we will put um, Mag's choice and my own choice up on the show's Twitter, which is at chain underscore wrestling. And then all you wonderful people out there listening, all, all four or five of you, I hope that <laughs> um, will vote for what you want us to look at next week. And then after next week's match, we will then again uh, link somehow to the next one and so on. And in, in the idea being that we get a few episodes in or however many we do, you can always trace back through the the links of the matches and again like the play on words to form like a, a chain as in as in chain wrestling um how did you describe your mag six degrees of how was yeah, it there's a there's a, a game called uh six degrees of separation where you you can link anybody in the world to somebody else or it's usually like celebrities or famous people where you can link anybody uh from that world to anybody else uh, in six links or, or less. Uh, so, like, for instance, you could go from that Danny DeVito to uh, Sylvester Stallone and you, you you link how Danny DeVito may have worked with a certain person who is married to such and such a person and then you, you get your way to Sylvester Stallone. It's kind of that that kind of thing. And it's it's the, the, the same kind of idea we'll be doing with this show where we'll be talking about a certain match and then we'll have some really tenuous links on how that links to the next matches going forward kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, all done, hopefully, sort of, you know, from a very light-hearted viewpoint. Um, we're starting today, uh, as hopefully you would have seen on, on the social medias and so on, with Scott Steiner versus Booker T from the WCW Mayhem 2000 event. Um, Mags and I, when we knew this project was going to be starting, came up with two choices each. Um, I chucked them out as a Twitter poll a while back, just asking about random matches um, and the people voting. I mean, it had, it had quite a few votes, thankfully, which I'm which I'm grateful for. Thank you to everyone who did vote. Um, the people voting, I suppose, unknowingly, were deciding the first topic, um, the topic for today's episode number one. In theory, then, that each each show, even this very first one, um, has, in theory, the final decision has been made by, by people listening, which I think is a, a great way to look at it and hopefully get people involved and just have a bit of fun laughing at some daft wrestling mags, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, um, Scott Steiner, Booker T, um, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, mm-hmm. November the 26th, 2000, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, less than four thousand people there, Max. I think that's a big, um, a big sign as to how WCW is going at this time. Yeah, well, this is uh, literally in the kind of like the death rows of uh, mm. of WCW. They'd had the like the hearts of uh, the Attitude Era, and then um, the NWO that was bloated and and now then they were they were kind of pushing for the likes of Jarrett and and uh, Booker to be the the big stars now. Uh, and yeah, and the the fans had, had, had disappeared, and I wouldn't be surprised if if a lot of that four thousand were actually papered, if they were like comp tickets. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, 
uh, the thing you mentioned Jeff Jarrett there, I mean, obviously it's a huge surprise to everyone involved in wrestling that he wasn't a big draw. I'm guessing. How did this, how did this not work out? Hey, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think he's the big draw in his own head. Yes, that's it. (laughs) Um, the stipulation for this match is another little insight, I guess, to WCW at this time. And I suppose the previous, uh, 12 months of the company, just, crazy silly daftness we have a steel cage match which in wcw in 99 2000 was used a great deal i think most nitros mm-hmm. had a cage hanging above them um just in just case, in case. <laughs> just in case <laughs> <laughs> um but this one was a steel cage straight <laughs> i can't even get the words out <laughs> it, it just makes i mean this match it, if you'd have left it as a steel cage match it would have been Absolutely fine. Adding the extra stipulation, and you can tell this is um, a lot of Vince Russo-esque kind of booking, where he's adding adding like uh, stipulations in that, that just didn't need it. I mean, there's no even explanation why a straight jacket is involved. Absolutely none whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so it's. It's like, oh, we can't just have a standard straight jacket match, a uh, standard steel cage match. Let's throw a straight jacket in. We can't just have a uh, uh, something on a pole match. Let's throw a forklift in. You can't just. Uh, it's that kind oh. of that, that kind of booking mentality. We can't just have one cage match. We'll have three cages stacked on top of each other. Just getting more and more ridiculous. I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I suppose that the amount of times they've had cage matches on on Nitro and Thunder and on, on their, their free television, they need to do something, I guess, when they have a cage match on a pay-per-view to try and um, attract eyes, potentially. But, and, yeah, like I said... I, I think that was the problem, the fact that they used it, the cage so many times that it lost all kind of sense of being special. So they had to do yeah. something to ramp that up. Uh, and it, it, with the straight jacket, it looks like they just looked over the shoulder to see what's around and, oh, yeah, we'll stick the straight jacket in the middle of the, in the, on the, the roof of the cage. Yeah, just made no sense. Oh, just, just insane, insane. Yeah, so as I tried to say before, I started giggling like a, like a silly little kid. Um, this, the stipulation, obviously, as, as it's now been made clear, is a straight jacket steel cage match. Mm-hmm. And the visual... Um, if you go back and have a look, the WCW cage at the time was very much, uh, in, in a way, it looked very much in the old Hell in a Cell style. It were, it had yeah. a roof on and the cage was always a little bit wider than the ring. Um, I quite like that. I think that's quite cool. Yeah. Um, I, I would, when I was watching the match, I was thinking, that's a, a really well-constructed cage. Because if you remember the old the Hell in a Cell matches, it's all kind of like chain-link fencing uh, stuck together kind of thing where this is you can see where it's actually got a a steel like uh girder frame i thought it was a yeah. well-constructed cage just and it's the, at the perfect height as well that you it wasn't just in too like enormous for words yeah i thought it, the the cage itself was really well constructed yeah, which is, you know, something um, I don't think you can say oddly about the ring itself. Did you notice how wobbly the ropes were? <laughs> yeah. and how the the stuff that, that uh, Booker goes looking under the ring for is just not in the place where he thinks. I think he checks under every <laughs> single every single <light> apron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
again, brilliant. Typical WCW, fantastic, isn't it? Eh? Um, so at the beginning, I guess, we say typical WCW at this time, silly, silly stuff. Um, they're still using uh, Michael Buffer to do their ring entrances, uh, ring announcing, sorry, um, for their big main events. Um, they're paying this guy a substantial amount of money. He, he doesn't come cheap. I think it was $30,000 uh, per appearance. $30,000. Yeah. My goodness. And that's with 4,000 4, people in, the, uh, wow. that's a massive chunk of the, the revenue right there. And the thing with WCW as well is, and this is something they've had an issue with um, the whole time I, I looked back and watched any WCW events from any era, it, it does stand out. They've always had issues with the sound, and you can never quite get the ring entrance music and the ring entrance announcer and the, 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 the commentators if they're talking. The levels never seem right. One always seems off or you can't hear the music properly or, or whatever. Um, on this mm-hmm. match, the guy they're paying this substantial sum to you can't hear him talking because Tony Schiavone and the other commentators decide just to talk over the top of him. And yeah, it's ridiculous. And and whilst we're getting uh, onto the entrances, they, I don't think in uh, in 2000 WCW cared about uh, the risk of epilepsy because Scott Steiner's uh, en- entrance was horrific. I'm glad I don't have epilepsy because oh, I would yeah. have had a seizure. The amount of like, flashing lights and... Yeah, uh, the the loud music, like you said, Tony Schiavone uh, talking of him, uh, Michael Buffer. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting that some of the same players are now in w, in AEW and they're having a lot of the same problems. Mm, yes, yeah. Um, so I mean, Steiner as the challenger comes out first, um, looks absolutely fantastic doesn't he look at the size of the bloke it's just insane obviously he's aided by certain substances i would assume <laughs> even though steiner quite you know clearly states he's never failed the drugs test you know fair play to him well, you um, never take one you can never fail yeah, exactly <laughs> uh booker t comes out as well um with a world title um gets jumped early on and then obviously the, the whole purpose of um, a cage is to keep the competitors in and everybody else who may interfere outside, um, which worked really well here. Mags, didn't it? Because what, what's her name? Medasia? Medasia, She was locked yeah. in the cage with them. Yeah, which absolutely made sense. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And you can tell that Medasia was definitely kind of the WCW's um, like Walmart version of China. The way she, 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 I almost thought it was China. She looked that much like her. Yeah, it looked like she'd borrowed her little sister's top that wasn't, you know, wasn't <laughs> quite, uh, quite well fitting for her. Was you know, and she's walking around with this lead pipe. Um, I think it was lead pipe she had, or some, something like that. Um, yeah, but I mean, again, Scott Steiner's gimmick and look and and, and whole character at this time, I, I I really enjoyed. I'm a big Steiner fan. Yeah, simply because he's just insane isn't he he's just brilliantly mad 
you know. <laughs> and, and and they said it on on commentary as well that he's the the most uh, uncontrollable uh, person in wrestling. And yeah, I, I believe that one hundred percent is a shoot. I don't think yeah. that that was character. It was he was just yeah, he's mental, absolutely mental. The amount of our promos where he just goes off the script. I mean, there's the famous Ric Flair one where he starts uh, uh, saying that he needs to go and uh, get his crooked. T- sorted yeah uh, the guy is a, an absolute nutter but at this time it was it was a suplex machine and some of the moves he, he, he could pull off were were absolutely superb yeah yeah totally I mean it's a real shame that when he came to the WWE a few years after this was it 2003 he was there wasn't it facing Triple H yeah. at the Rumble um, it's a real shame that he, he injuries had took its toll by that stage it had been great to have seen this Steiner in the WWF, WWE, sorry. Yeah. And I mean, one of one thing he doesn't do very well is selling, but even in the, even that he does in this match, I mean, to the point of ridicule, I mean, we'll get to it when we get uh, to the finish, but yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, this is probably the best big popper pump in terms of wrestling that I've watched. Uh, Not, not watching a lot of, uh, from this time, yeah, it's the it's the best actual wrestling that I've seen him do. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think I think you're right there. Um, I mean, there are a few moments in the match that that stand out from Steiner himself. The old elbow drop gets the one, two, and then turns into a load of push ups. I always enjoy that. Just 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 fantastic yeah. stuff. Um, the commentators at this at some stage early on though were ludicrously considering what was going on on the other channel and in japan at the time we're trying to get scott steiner and booker t over as the best two anywhere in the world mm-hmm. do you think booker t and scott steiner in 2000 were the best two anywhere in the world mags um i mean booker t you could have argued uh the case he should have been in the conversation but scott steiner no come on man no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, more WCW silliness. It's fantastic. But we'll get a bit more from the commentators in a few minutes, I feel. Um, we get a look at the straight jacket. It's kind of just oddly hanging there in the corner of the cage. It's <laughs> it looks like someone... two bulldog clips, I think. Yeah, it looks like someone's like you know been on the top of the cage helping assemble it and has just forgotten to pick their jacket up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so out of place. Even though it's in the stip- it's in the name of the match, it's in the stipulation. It states very clearly: straight jacket steel cage match. Yeah, when you see the, it, it's the first word in the stipulation, and yeah, it, it, you just get uh, little glimpses of it every now and again, and and uh, fleeting um, comments towards it from from the uh, the commentary. So they don't make it a big deal that it's a straight jacket match. Uh, no. it, was, it was really weird. And then when they, when they get it down as well, it's again, it, it just, you say the cut is not getting made a big deal of the wrestlers don't make it that much of a big deal either. It's hardly involved. No, there's like well, one, one, one incident. It's for it. one spot. It's literally yeah. used for one spot. Uh, Stana gets, uh, it gets it down after fluffing, climbing up the the ropes in the first place, uh, and then he, uh, Booker uh, gets him on his uh, gets Stanner on his uh, shoulders and does like the uh, the execution drop. Um, then 
whilst uh, Steiner is down, and this is where his selling comes in into play, he acts like he's been murdered because he's like a limp dead body. Uh, Booker's trying to put this straight jacket on him, realises he's putting it on the wrong way around, has to take it back off, <laughs> then make sure it's not turned inside out, then puts it on the right way around. In all this time, Steiner's out like a lot. Like he's been like he's been shot. Uh, he gets the two arms on. Then the, obviously they have uh, hooks at the back to to fasten the back up. Booker fastens the bottom hook of one side to the the like near the top of the other side. So there's no way he can fasten the rest of it up. And then the spot that it's involved in is just Scott Steiner ripping the arms off it off. So he had absolutely no. It, it didn't hold him in any like with his arms up against his chest. There weren't any kind of moves done with it. It was just Steiner put this on and then rip the arms off it and then take it off and it's never mentioned again. It's weird. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a, cu- a couple of little gems again from from the commentary team here. And it's I, I love Tony Schiavone. He's fantastic. But some of the stuff he comes out with in this match, it it, it almost adds to how daft it is. It almost adds to the ludicrous nature of it. Um, initially, when Steiner's trying to climb up and get the straight jacket down, he grabs hold of it and Tony Schiavone <laughs> Tony Schiavone shouts. It's not easy getting that down. Oh, literally as Steiner just puts one hand on it and takes it down. Yeah, just <laughs> yanks it. It's, yeah, it's not easy getting that down. Oh, oh, it's done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like just going completely against what Shivani said. Um, when Steiner was put in the, uh, put in the jacket and he, he sort of sat, sat right on the mat, um, it just looks ridiculous, doesn't it? He? he looks like a little kid who's, who's been given his, his big brother's hand-me-down jumper and it's too big for it. It's oversized, just hanging off him everywhere. Um, and then when he, when, he, when he rips it, you get somebody from commentary, I don't know who, who it was, um, trying to exclaim how, how incredible that was, how much strength Steiner has used to break this straitjacket. Not because it's an actual straitjacket, which apparently you shouldn't be able to get out of, that's not mentioned. That the fact that it's reinforced cloth is, is what makes Steiner's <laughs> Steiner's achievement of breaking out of this straitjacket all the more impressive. That reinforced cloth, Mag. Yeah, and you can't, you definitely can't tell it's a gimmicked straitjacket because it gives it the slightest tug, mm-hmm. and the the full arm comes off. Not like a little rip. It's literally the full arm that that was held on with uh, with dent. No way that that was a a, a solid straight jacket. Uh, yeah, just ridiculous. They they obviously come up with a spot that they thought was going to look amazing and it's going to be like the the star of the show, and it it went down like a, a fart in church. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Houdini with muscles. He's described as from the Station Street jacket. <laughs> Another fantastic line. Um, you mentioned the uh, the finish, Mags. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, um, so the straight jacket's obviously on the floor. Um, hidden underneath it is a chair that uh, that Booker had brought in the ring uh, earlier, the chair that he went searching around the, the whole of the ring for. Um, and just as uh, Booker hits the, the, um, the axe kick, even though he'd been in control of the match for the, the last few uh, minutes, four or five minutes or so, he then suddenly is absolutely worn out and needs uh, a few seconds on the, on the deck to, to recover. In all that time, Scott Steiner has gripped the chair, stood up, Booker T <laughs> turns around, 
takes a chair to the head and loses the match. He gets yeah. put in the uh, the standard recliner, um, pretends to be fighting, and then goes to sleep. And it's the the weakest kind of like uh, choking out of a wrestler that that you'll see because one second is is really struggling and kind of like trying to uh, fight his way out, and and then he just closes his eyes and pretends he's asleep. Ridiculous. Yep. And so begins Big Papa Pump's first world title reign. Mm-hmm. Amazing And, and he didn't and stop there, though, to just just to kind of uh, nail down that he's crazy. Didn't celebrate the fact he's a world champion. He just laid the everlasting piss out of uh, Booker T with his chair, all, all whilst Booker T's brother, Stevie Ray, is on commentary uh, and refused to get in the ring because Booker told him... Well, Whatever happens, uh, don't get involved. So he has to sit there and watch his brother get uh, <laughs> filled in with a chair by Scott Stamm. Oh, it's absolutely just just so ludicrous. But he's been unleashed, hasn't he? That, that's the whole thing. He's been unleashed. That was the whole show's, um, how would you write it, like tagline or, or secondary title. The genetic yeah. freak of sports entertainment has been unleashed. So there you go. The warning was there for everyone involved. Booker T as well. He's foolish to step into that ring with him. It's all there. It's in yeah. front of you. <laughs> so um, exactly. <laughs> if anyone um, has not seen sort of late WCW, sort of ninety nine, two thousand, and then ultimately into two thousand and one when they finally went went under, and they they want a little snippet as to how daft and how silly, but at the same time because it is quite funny to look back on how entertaining it can be at times. This match, I think, proves a good little example of that craziness, of that ludicrous, ridiculous company at this time. Um, they did some silly, silly stuff, didn't they? And I think this is very, very high on that silly scale. Yeah, I mean, they 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 always seem to have that the 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 seed of a good idea or of a good storyline, but then just convolute it with the most ridiculous like garbage. The the the, the good parts of the storyline was, was lost and it ended up just being ridiculously silly. Uh, yep. If this would have been kept simple uh, to a, a, a wrestling match or a cage match, it would have been ten times better. Adding the, the ridiculous stipulation of, of the straitjacket, which added nothing to the match, it, 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 it took, took away from the match for me. Uh, I, I would have rated this match a lot more higher if it wasn't for a ridiculous uh, hand-me-down straitjacket uh, hanging from the, the roof of the cage. <laughs> hand-me-down straitjacket, fantastic. Hey, reinforced cloth, Max Mind. All right, yeah, that's sorry, reinforced stuff. cloth. Yeah. You, you don't just, just throw away reinforced cloth. You hand that down, every child gets that reinforced cloth. You don't, you don't just throw that away. <laughs> that, you say about how you rate it then. kids. Yeah. <laughs> You say about how you rate it, then I'm I'm, I'm thinking we'll uh, we'll look at matches. I suppose out of ten, how does that sound as as we do this this little show of ours? Um, how do you rate this out of ten with regards to the entertainment you got out of it? How silly it was? It just in general. Okay, um, I mean we're probably going to watch some way worse wrestling than this. So I don't want to kind of set my stall too early and said that this is <laughs> this is super low because we know that there was worse than this so i'm going to go with a five 
Yeah, I think five's realistic. I was going to say five myself, actually. I think five's realistic. And that's good because it's, it's middle of the road. So as we go forward, we can say, is this better or worse than the straight jacket <laughs> steel cage match? <laughs> good God. Hopefully better. <laughs> oh, hopefully so. Hopefully so. And that, I suppose that's a good time to sort of step towards the next uh, next link in the chain, I guess. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll both put forward a, a suggestion for the next episode. And when this episode comes out via Visionaries Global Media, the wonderful people there, um, when it the day it drops, I'll I'll chuck the poll up on the show's Twitter, which again is at chain underscore wrestling, um, mm-hmm. and then people can give us a vote and decide which one of our selections they want us to look at and potentially laugh at um, on the next show. Uh, shall I go first, Max? Go for it. Let's see. Let's see what you pull out of your bag to to link to this amazing match. Please say <laughs> it's not another straight jacket match. It's not, no. I mean, I'd like to try and find one. (laughs) Don't don't try and find one. (laughs) My link is quite uh, quite a stretch. I'm not going to lie, but I think this is going to be the sort of funny theme that we're going to end up with. Um, My link is quite a stretch. I'm looking at here Steiner and Booker T being very low-end company going out of business. It's a, a show that's not in a good shape as well. Um, so I thought I want to go the other end of the scale. I want to go big. I want to go uh, attraction, making money, and so on. And I thought, how, is a, how would you like to look at a main event of a WrestleMania next episode, Mags? How would you fancy that? Let's see. Let's see what main event it is, though, first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with uh, Booker T at various points in his career. He he went under the the name GI Bro if you remember he was the name the name that in WCW for a short time and he worked mm-hmm. under that name before coming into WCW but they used it again in WCW as well the old GI Bro the the camouflage and the army gear um, obviously that's a, a a sort of funny little wordplay on GI Joe wow um, I know where you're going with this you know where I'm going. <laughs> You're going WrestleMania 7, aren't you? I am, 100%, mate, 100%. I've literally just had to sit through this ordeal not long ago. Uh, You're going to make me sit through it again. I am. (laughs) I am. I'm going to do it again. I want to see Hulk Hogan (laughs) save the world. Do you you want to see this, do you? (laughs) No, I don't really. (laughs) But no, uh, G.I. Bro, obviously a play on words to the whole G.I. Joe um character uh cartoon comic book uh person whatever he was um sergeant slaughter had a, a big um deal with gi joe when he was in the awa and obviously he was wwf champion at wrestlemania 7 so my very stretched out dodgy very very weak link via booker t gi bro gi joe sergeant slaughter is I, I'd like us to go back and have a little giggle at WrestleMania 7, Hulk Hogan versus well, Hulk Hogan saving us from the nasty Saddam Hussein and his Iraqi sympathizer, Sergeant Slaughter. That is a horrific pick. <laughs> My pick, and I think hopefully it's going to win. <laughs> said to you in in the in the pre-recording uh uh chat that 
show episode one and I'm already kind of breaking the rules uh, because what I'm actually linking to is you, can, you can't technically call it a match, uh, but okay. I still have a feeling it's going to win because it's one of the probably the, the most popular um, segments in WWE history. So I'm thinking the 13th of December... 2001 on an episode of Smackdown. Now, uh, okay. so Booker, this was a uh, Booker in, in WCW 1999 was uh, getting to the top of a company that was dying. Uh, he, he'd be one of the first to, to do the jump and one of the biggest stars to, to do the jump during the invasion angle. Um, but after, after that, he, he was able to to capitalize and and make himself into a, a much bigger star in in the in the WWE, uh, and he had a a storyline which ultimately didn't end up leading to a pay per view match. Now I kind of wish it did because it would have been like a, a kind of like a dream storyline. But he did have a fight. Uh, I'm going with. Uh, Booker T and Stone Cold Steve Austin having a brawl in a supermarket. Oh, why? I have not seen that in years. How, how good of a pick is that? I, I'm liking that pick. I'm liking that <laughs> pick. It, it just depends on whether people want to see, I suppose, Steve Austin and Booker T, you know, run amok amongst all the groceries or they want to see Hulk Hogan, you know, save the world. Is, is that, to me, is that, is that straight a hard choice? choice. It? It's, it's a hard, <laughs> hard choice. Okay, well, as I said, we, there we go. Those are our choices. We have Booker T and Steve Austin, uh, their grocery store battle, I suppose, for want of a better term, uh, from Mags and um, Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, at WrestleMania 7 from myself. As soon as this episode is out and available to people, I'll post the uh, poll as the pinned tweet on the Chain Wrestling Twitter, again, at Chain underscore Wrestling. Please like it, share it, vote, let us know your thoughts. And follow. Um, follow to and at, of course, at follow. Chain underscore Wrestling as well. Definitely, definitely. Mag, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at DJ Kerber. I, I would run through all the podcasts that I'm involved with, but that would be longer than this actual uh, straight jacket steel cage match. Uh, but yeah, you can find links on for all my stuff uh, at DJ Kerber. Great stuff. Uh, I am at SJP Words. Um, and again, find this show at chain underscore wrestling. Chuck it a follow, vote in the poll. Uh, and that's that for episode one. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers, Mags. I'll speak to you soon. Yep, same to you. Cy and Mags, a pair of right plonkers, talking daft nonsense.